morning che morning honorable to blanche i'm blessed and happy and how are you che when we have the lord on our side who can be against us honorable meshu yes honorable chaperson yes we have god on our side who can be against us you are you are right spot on chaperson you are right I agree with you good morning honorable members um i'm going to be your welcome and uh, thank you for joining us um honorable members our whoop is here morning honorable whoop morning chair morning honorable whoop uh do we have a quorum may i start morning About chair yes. we morning, have a quorum yes chair we do have good a quorum yes we have a quorum um could you please flight the agenda uh keep the agenda there please keep the agenda there uh, uh b could you do the um uh you you say you have all the the members we have a quorum can we do the adoption of the agenda please uh do i have a proposal for the adoption of the agenda good morning chair peacock propose for the adoption thank you honorable peacock uh do i have a seconder uh do i have a seconder chairperson honorable molekwa seconding welcome back honorable molekwa i hope your public hearings went very well We thank you very be... much <laughs> thank you sir <laughs> we must you tremendously uh thank you honorable members um can we now have the apologies please uh, uh babawa uh chair i received uh, the apology from the minister he will be attending a, a subs management meeting and a cabinet committee The DM also apologized he will be attending an agent departmental engagement and the cabinet committee. Uh Miss Patrine she's on she's on maternity leave and uh Miss Molekwa she requested to leave a meeting early today. Uh thank you uh B. I think that um <coughs> our meeting will not be that long um but all the members we appreciate that you are here. and uh with the opening remarks i think i i will um i'll cover you i'll do that after the opening remarks uh i'll go into the um the adoption of the minutes or do you want me to first do the adoption of the minutes and then the opening remarks colleagues could i first do the adoption of the minutes and the consideration of the adoption of the report corporate work honorable work could i first do the adoption of the minutes no problem sir we are in your hands thank you honorable mesho also asked to be excused at 11:45 uh, members you know we all have to be in the house physically and uh, uh, some of us have to be there so 
we cannot be um, be longer than 12. Uh, honorable members, there you have the minutes of the 18th of March. Uh, do you have any corrections that we need to make? Any corrections? Any comments? This is the 18th of March. The deliberations, has it captured your deliberations correctly? Uh, do I have a proposal for adoption of the minutes? I propose, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Honorable Majosi proposes. Do we have a seconder? I second, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Whip. Um, could I have the next set of minutes, please? We have the minutes now. Could we look at the minutes of the 23rd of March? Uh, does it reflect, do you have any corrections or additions? Does it reflect the deliberations? presentations and the deliberations. Um, honorable colleagues, members of the committee, the deliberations have to be accurately uh, uh, minuted. So I hope you have studied the deliberations and that that which you have said has been captured. Obviously we cannot capture what you say verbatimly. Um, honorable members, do I, if I have no corrections, do I have a proposal for adoption? I move for the adoption, Chair. Honorable Whip moves for adoption. Do I have a seconder? I, Linda Moss, seconder, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Moss. We have a seconder. Could we have the report, please? Could I please have the report? Uh, honorable members, we have to uh, be very specific about this report. Um, I hope you have familiarized. I know that you have read the report, um, but is it a true reflection of our deliberations? It has to be a true reflection of our deliberations and the inputs. Um, do I have a proposal for the adoption? Could I get an indication if we have a proposal for the adoption?
Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable Mother, move for the adoption of the bill as presented. Thank you. Uh, Molekwa. Uh, sorry, Chair. Molekwa cannot uh, uh, adopt. Were you here? I don't think she was here. Sorry, Chair. Ms. Molekwa yes. was not present. She That's was not I'm present. Saying. Yes, Yes, Molekwa was not here. Uh, do I have another proposal for adoption, please? Morning, Chair. Peacock proposed for the adoption. Thank you. Peacock proposes adoption. Do I have a seconder? Honorable Malekwa, second in Chairperson. Uh, Malekwa, you cannot second because you were not here. I second, Chair. Uh, Honorable Siabe seconds. I second. Yes, the WAP seconds. Is it captured? Very important that it be captured. Uh, honorable members, that brings us now to um, what I said. I will I'll first do the adoption of the minutes and the report before I do the opening remarks, because what I'm going to say is actually the substance of what we need to discuss today. Uh, honorable members, when we looked at the amendment bill, uh, it is my proposed view that the committee cannot in good conscience adopt the amendment bill without having been satisfied that the SEPs, please listen carefully, we have to be satisfied that SEPs has both the capacity and the capability to implement the provisions contained in the amendment bill before the committee. The concerns raised, this is my second point, is that the concerns raised in the public submissions were unanimous in questioning the capacity of the SAPS Forensic Science Laboratories. Uh, this echoes the concerns raised by the committee over the past three years. The next, the third point I'd like to make is that the committee has committed itself to focus on the Forensic Science Division of SAPS since 2019 and will continue to intensify our oversight in the remaining of the sixth parliamentary term. Four, despite lengthy discussions on the progress made by the Forensic Science Laboratory environment, we are still not at ease with issues regarding the costing of the bill, the funding of the division, the maintenance of machinery and equipment, the procurement contracts to ensure the timely and effective delivery of forensic consumables. Five, on top thereof, concerns related to the use of minimum force and the possible inclusion of all scheduled offenses remain and need further unpacking. Next, although the committee realized that this amendment bill deals only with already convicted Schedule 8 offenders, the recent proclamation by the president to bring the act into full operation places the amendments into a different light and we need to look broader than just what is in front of us. Next, the adoption of the amendment bill will only be completed 
once the committee is satisfied that it can be implemented. This will continue in the next term. Next, on public participation, the president recently issued a directive that the president wants sight of a report by parliament on public participation before signing a bill into law. This is to satisfy himself that public views and concerns were incorporated into legislation. Finally, in order to comply with this directive of the president, the committee must adopt the report, which we have just adopted now, on the public hearings, which has been circulated to the members before we proceed with the bill before the us. Honorable members, uh, that is my summary as the chair, and uh, that is my way forward as the chairperson. That is how I have summarized the deliberations of the members. Uh, I now open the floor to you for the consideration of what I have said. You can either disagree with the chair, you can add, or you can ask that I reject those comments. Uh, those are my proposed comments for your deliberation. I've noted the hand of Whitfield. Could the secretariat please capture this in detail? Honorable Whitfield. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Chairperson. Uh, thank you for your, your views. Uh, Chairperson, I uh, short comes as no surprise. I, I, I don't align myself uh, with those views, and I certainly did not get the impression through the public participation process that there was overwhelming opposition. In fact, the opposite. In fact, I would say that the majority of submissions supported the bill, and in fact, all of them supported the intention of the bill. Uh, we uh, requested SAPS to come and present. SAPS did that. We received additional feedback from the Civilian Secretariat, uh, which dealt with the issue of Schedule 1 to 7 offences in respect of the uh, powers of the executive to promulgate regulations, uh, and that is contained in legislation. We were given a presentation on the, the DNA uh, backlog and the uh, capacity of SAPs, and just in that regard, we've just adopted a report, Chairperson, which says under the item capacity for DNA analysis in SAPs Forensic Science Laboratories, in the last paragraph, it says members requested clarity on the influx of DNA analysis samples. The SAPs indicated that the current monthly capacity is 30,000 samples and that the total current influx is at 21,000. Thus, the influx is within their monthly capacity limit. Now, Chairperson, th this is a, 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 an enormous step forward uh, after the last two and a half years of fighting this uphill battle. SAPS is in a very strong position currently to deal with this backlog. They have announced publicly uh, that within the next six months, the backlog will be de dealt with. Um, uh, we have uh, allocated funding to this division, and this bill is supported by an amount of money, I think it was 78 million rand, which would provide additional support and capacity. Uh, Chairperson, I simply cannot countenance uh, that on the basis of the arguments that have been presented, that they are sufficient for us to not uh, deal with this bill and to support this bill. Um, this bill has been a long time coming. The committee has done some excellent work. Uh, I believe that there are processes uh, within government 
whenever legislation is passed that need to catch up. However, we do have a head start, I believe, in the forensic science laboratories, and I believe that the systems, processes, and funding are in place after a two and a half year battle. Uh, delaying this bill any further, Chair, will be a gross miscarriage of justice. And I simply cannot uh, support your views. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Honorable Whitfield. I have Honorable Marequa. No, thank you, Chairperson, and good morning, members of the committee. I think, uh, Chairperson, you have uh, captured uh, the, the issues as per our discussions in the last meeting of the committee. The, those are correct, Chairperson. And I think those issues were raised for the, for attention of subs because all the presenters coming from different areas were in principle agreeing with the bill, but they also raised issues that they think should be uh, incorporated into the, the bill, that things that needs to be looked into, those that already you have mentioned as in your opening remarks, Chairperson, that the subs needs to pay attention to. Subs did report in the other meeting when they were present that they are dealing with this, uh, the capacity and that. But we need also to have them. I think your capturing is correct in that we need to have them to come and say, uh, what are their views? Have they tried to con incorporate the inputs of all the presenters into their, how are they going to deal with those issues? Only after subs has verified and satisfied us as a committee, then we can say go ahead. I don't think we were opposing the bill to be uh, uh, dealt or to be passed, but we were saying these are the areas of concern that needs attention of subs, including issues that I think you did not capture a uh, chairperson in your summer, in your input, that talks to this and further decentralizing of the labs, because we currently in the country, we only have four, and one only being in Western Cape, that is reported by all the presenters as the best and well operating. Others are problematic from time to time. And I think that needs also to be put in to captured into the inputs that the chairperson has made to say that further decentralizing to other provinces. We know that will not happen overnight, but there needs to be a confirmation and promise and step ahead to say which province will be next to have a laboratory. Because we raised last time that uh, issue of traveling is costly. One province going to Pretoria, to Eastern Cape, to KZN is costly and delaying processes of the criminal justice cluster in terms of dealing and finalizing cases. They're forever waiting for samples to return. So I think that also needs to be incorporated, Chairperson. So in your capturing, you, you were right in terms of the deliberations that were made last time, but we still will want to hear from subs, maybe finally to say, have they listened and what are their plans in those issues that have been raised of decentralizing? Because they were right, they, they had it in their report that there will be issues of they are dealing with overtime up for 36 to 34 hours of overtime and they are paying so much. And we need to know what is it that they are going to do short term or medium term, because overtime payment 
it might happen for the longest of time. And we still have the backlogs that we are having uh, uh, currently because of they presented, but in terms of implementing when and how are they going? I think we need those time frames also from the police side, uh, Chairperson. I thank you. Those will be my inputs. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Marekwa. Honorable Siabi. Thanks very much, Chair. And thanks for your presentation. And let me greet my colleagues, honorables. Chair, I want to agree with the honorable Whitfield that uh, there was no serious or radical opposition to the bill. In fact, our conclusion is that there was no opposition for the bill, except for the concerns that were raised by presenters. I further want to agree with him that uh, the distance we have traveled so far as a committee, we should do everything not to delay further. But we must also be mindful that if we have not closed all the loopholes, we'll send the bill to the president. Instead of the president approving it, he might return it to us, which will cause a serious delay in the implementation and approval of the bill. So I just want to agree with your input, Chair. And with those inputs, we're trying to, to, to make sure that we close all the loopholes. If you remember one uh, member who came to present, she said, we must approve the bill, having made sure that SAPS has the capacity. And uh, Kosatu, if I recall very well, said, why can't we align, why can't we include all the schedules? Of course, the state, the state attorney, uh, came and uh, advised us as to how do we align this bill to the criminal the criminal act. So I'm just saying we're not necessarily dealing, we're making sure in terms of your input check is to make sure that when it goes to the president, we've satisfied all the needs so that there's no more need for the president to return the bill, but to approve it. And we'll have no member of the community challenging the bill because it will be implementable. In this regard, Chair, I want to say, I know SAPS made a presentation to us, but they were making a presentation in terms of responding to questions. And I wanted to check whether it's possible for SAPS to maybe in our first meeting, so that we don't delay further, in our first meeting the next quarter, to make a thorough presentation in writing, addressing all these concerns, especially the concerns of capacity to implement the bill. 
including the budget so that later we don't find that the budget we have allocated is returned back because subs cannot implement. What Honorable Marego said is important. And we're told that only the labs, I think in Cape Town and uh, Pretoria, are functional. KZN1 is not functional and others. Now, making them to be functional is part of addressing the capacity we are concerned about. My view is uh, in our first meeting, if it's possible, Chair, in the next term, let's request subs to come and address all those things. And once the committee is satisfied, we're able to approve the bill and send it to to the president to 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 further processes until it reaches the office of the president so that we are sure that the president will not return it. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, Honorable Siabe. I have a number 916927. Um, unless you identify yourself, I will not allow you to speak because your gadget has not been properly identified. Could you identify yourself, please? The end of 916927, who are you? Could you lower your hand? I will not allow you to speak if you do not identify yourself. The next one is Honorable Sheikh Imam. Uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Chairperson. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, let me start off by saying person, that the purpose of this bill is to compel SEPs uh, 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 to implement the recommendation in terms of the act. Now, the question that arises, and yes, I must agree with my colleagues that this is long overdue, but what is the purpose of passing this bill if SAPS itself does not have the capacity to be able to implement these things? Now, we've had a lot of commitments from SAPS in the past, Chairperson, which they've never complied with. We know the added we know that, that acts of criminality is increasing in the country, which will make will put greater demand and pressure on forensic laboratories and things. So I think, you know, for me, it is a little bit premature at the moment. As much as I think, you know, we should be supporting the implementation of this bill, but we need to be realistic, Chairperson, that SEPs does not have the necessary capacity. And it's not always about money, Chairperson. You know, resources can be made available. Do they have the human capacity to be? We've heard about the state of some of the laboratories, okay? And, and we know the backlog, the six months that they're talking about is never going to be achieved. You and I know this, Chairperson. So whilst I think it is important to go ahead with it, at the same time, we need to be honest to ourselves and realistic and give SEPs the opportunity to get its house in order. And so, because otherwise you're going to, pass this bill, you're going to compel them, you're going to find that they are in violation, and then what? And, and, and so so, it's, so I think, you know, one needs to look at the pros and cons, and it is no doubt about it that uh, almost the entire lot of people that have actually made input are in support of the bill. 
But time and time again, there's been concerns that has been raised, not just by the public, but us as a political uh, 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 portfolio committee that is responsible for oversight. We ourselves have been identifying these challenges and talking about it again and again and again, and very little or nothing has happened about it. So, you know, I think on, on, on if we had to wait, I don't think SEPS is, is ready. However, Will SEPs ever be ready? Is that now going to mean that this thing will be can be delayed indefinitely uh, because SEPs does not have the capacity? So maybe we need some time frames to tell SEPs to listen. This is the period of time we're giving you to get your house in order and prove to us that you're able to do it so that we can pass this bill. Because once this bill is signed by the president, it's got to be implemented immediately. That would be my contribution, Chairperson. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Sheikh Imam. I've noted the end of Honorable Meshu. Thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I, I want to agree with most of what my colleagues have said. There is definitely no doubt that we all support the intention of the bill. Where there is no agreement, um, is in the area of capacity of SAPs. It is a fact that SAPs undertook on a number of occasions to deal with issues that were placed before them, and they did not. You know, it is very unfortunate that it is not easy to take their weight at face value. So, we need to see a few things that um, will satisfy us that implementation will happen as soon as the president has signed the bill. Now, the issue of how many labs, laboratories are functional in the country. If we hear that only two are functional, then we have a problem. Uh, how will they deal with the backlog when only two labs are functional? I think we need to not only hear, but see progress. Because of our experiences with SAPs, we need to see that um, something is being done to make other labs to also be functional. The issue of decentralizing uh, the labs and work of uh, testing the DNA samples is, is very, very important. People have complained in the past, SAPS has complained in the past that they have to travel long distances to go to labs, which is costly and they lose, they lose time in the meantime. So these are some of the things that I believe we need to ensure and satisfy ourselves that there is progress in them. There needs to be progress. and. To hear that something they have capacity only is not enough as far as my dealings with them is concerned. So I agree with members who say, let subs come in one more time and give the undertakings and that there should also be timelines given that will be strictly monitored before we can say uh, all the loopholes have been closed and the bill can be sent to the president. Thank you, Shepherdson. Thank you, Honorable Meshu, Honorable Tablanche, and then Honorable Whitfield. Chairperson, thank you. <clears throat> Chairperson, this is indeed a very, very sad day. 
uh, in the history of the SAPs and also of this committee. Chairperson, this legislation is so important and so necessary. And really, you know, I, as you know, I wasn't part of the whole process, so it's difficult for me to, you know, I wasn't part of the public hearings and stuff like that. Chairperson, we really have the responsibility as a committee to ensure that we drive this process forward. If there is still anything outstanding, then we need to get that done. And chairperson, we need this um, process to be finalized as a matter of urgency. We owe it to the citizens of South Africa. Thank you, chairperson. Uh, before Honorable Whitfield comes in, and uh, this is not my concluding remarks, Honorable Members, I want you to know that I'm not stopping the process of passing the bill. In fact, I want this bill to be passed as in yesterday. And that is why you will have seen that I drove this process in a manner in which almost every week we could do the work on this bill. Now, if we did not have that serious intent, I would not have fo focused on this bill for the entire first quarter of this year. So the entire first quarter of this year, we spent deliberating on the bill. What I am simply asking you, as the WIP and the other members have said, is that I tighten all the loopholes so that in the first meeting of the next term, we address those concerns because one, I do not want this bill to be referred back to us. If this bill is referred back to us, we will have, a, we will have serious egg on our faces. I want to ensure that when we take it to parliament, that there is no comeback, that it is not referred back to us. Secondly, I do not want to have a situation where the president refers it back to us. So right now, I am not convinced that we are going to be covering those two uh, areas of concern. Allow me to do that during this period of recess, allow me to work on this bill so that in our first meeting of the next term, we can process and complete this bill. So I am not throwing the baby out with a bath water. I'm asking you to allow me just to tie up all the loose ends, to fix, dot the I's and cross the T's so that when we approve it, I am 100% certain that we will pass it without any comeback. So please, Honorable Whitfield, we are all in support of the bill. The ANC, I, and I'm not speaking on behalf of the WIP, I will give political parties that opportunity. All political parties are unanimous in the support of the bill, unless you indicate after Honorable Whitfield has spoken, unless you un, uh, indicate that we are entirely not going to pass the bill. You have my commitment and you have the guarantee of the chair that in the next meeting, the first meeting of the next term, we would have, I would be 
as I normally do, I will be communicating with all political parties to say we have done whatever we need to do and we are ready for the first meeting in the first term. If it is not the first meeting in the first term and I haven't concluded all the processes that we need to do, it will be the second meeting in the first term. Not later than the second meeting in the first term in case there's any eventuality in which what I still, if there's any need for me to still do uh, the administrative things. The political process and the work of the committee has been extensive and it has brought us to a point where we can approve the bill. I'm simply asking you that you give me time so that I could concur with the presidency, so that I can concur with the legal advisor of the presidency that they are satisfied with the process. I'm also asking you that I concur with SAPS so that I'm satisfied with the time frame so that SAPS can give us time frames. It is recorded in the parliamentary report and we then take it further from there. Uh, Honorable Whitfield, I give you an opportunity now. Thanks very much, Chair. Your, um, your support for the bill was never in doubt and uh... I think that uh, the record will show that the committee is certainly unanimous in support of the bill. Uh, I suppose, Chair, just a couple of things, and I think it's very important that uh, colleagues are not um, confused about the issue of functionality. Uh, when, when the comment is made that only two labs are functional, it creates the impression that more labs have the capacity to do DNA analysis. There's a, there are labs in the Western Cape and there are labs in Pretoria, that are responsible for this process. So therefore there are two. The issue of the other labs is that they don't have the capacity or capability yet to process DNA analysis. And I think that's an important context. And we do know for a fact um, that the lab in Port Elizabeth will be up and running by February, 2023. Uh, so I just wanted that clarity chair. And, and the other thing is just to note that there are two types of processes at the laboratories. The one is crime scene analysis or crime analysis, and the other is reference indexing. So Chairperson, this is a critical question, uh, you know, that the committee needs to deal with. Um, if you are going to be requesting information from SAPS, you need to get the indication of where the backlog actually is. This bill deals with reference index sampling. The, the backlog is not with reference index, it's with crime scene analysis. And that's a very important distinction. Uh, if the committee is to make an informed decision, but I will leave it to SAPS to provide you with the information. Chairperson, the other thing is that this committee has been provided with reports from the labs every month for the last few months. And uh, I suppose it's just frustrating that it appears that these reports are either uh, not uh, considered or fully digested, but they are available. And I would recommend that everybody please read those reports to, to, to see for themselves the leaps and bounds uh, with which the labs have been moving in terms of progress uh, towards reducing the backlog. And the last point, Chair, that I want to make around the backlog is that there will never be no backlog, colleagues. I mean, there has never been a zero backlog. The uh, indicator towards which SAPs must operate is 80% of DNA samples uh, analyzed within 90 days. And that is the measurement towards which we need to be focused uh, and understand that realistically, there will never be zero backlog and we need to accept that. 
by by nature of the fact that samples are coming in every single day, as we know. Uh, and then, Chair, I, I, I simply don't see what the legal loopholes are that would prevent this or that would get the president to send this bill back. I don't believe he would send it back because of the backlog. Uh, I'm not sure that that is grounds for him to return the bill to Parliament. Uh, and thank you very much for allowing me to express my concerns and um, obviously look forward to the deliberations in the next term. Uh, morning again, Honourable Whitfield. Honourable Whitfield, the president has set up a team in his office to look at the forensic science laboratories. We have consistently sent those monthly reports to the presidency. We have studied those reports and I have asked our researcher to give me the analysis and the complete summary, including graphs of how they have uh, improved. So it is not just a matter of the bill. The presidency has set up a team with the private sector to address the matter of the forensic science laboratories. So the presidency will not only look at the bill, but the, the team which has been set up in the presidency which includes the private sector, will also give their view on whether they are um, happy with the progress we have made. So yes, indeed, we have received those monthly reports. I have shared those monthly reports with the presidency. So it's not just a matter of the members of, of the committee having familiarized the, the, the report. And please do not assume that members do not study reports. Um, I, I don't think it ogres well for the committee for another member to say that we have not read the reports. We have interrogated those reports as this has been a matter of priority of the committee. As the chair, we have certainly prioritized and familiarized our, our, ourselves with the report and as uh, the political party I represent, we have had regular sessions on discussing those reports and interrogating those reports. We also interrogate the other reports which we have requested. So if you, you think that we have not familiarized ourselves with the report, then certainly I do not think you have the correct impression. Honorable members, um, I am, I am, obliged to ensure that, um, that we do have the approval of at least the panel, which it's not a panel, the team which the president has put together, that we do have a, a consensus. I did not say we need the approval, but that we need some consensus. I'm asking you for not more than three weeks or four weeks and um, less haste. I think if we can cover all and, and, and ensure that we've covered our bases, then certainly we will take this bill through Parliament. Um, would you then, Honourable Members, Honourable Meshu, you still like to, to do some input? Just want to ask a short question, Chairperson, about this team that you have referred to a few times that has been appointed by the President. 
as we requested that subs who has to finally come and make a presentation can we also hear from this team whether what they have seen so far is satisfactory and they're happy with the build so far um i will certainly request a report from the team uh the team reports to the president and um i will certainly uh, uh request that they do give us the view even if they do not uh, appear before the committee I do not know what the status of the team is. If it is an informal team who's advising, if it's an advisory team, I'll come back to you on the, the inputs and their views. Um, I am now uh, going to... I don't know whether you cannot see me that site. I don't know what's happening. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize that it was you. Honorable Shimbeni, I ask that you identify yourself uh, because the number was just, there's a number reflecting here. I did ask that you identify yourself. I don't Honorable know. i for a long time. I don't know what's happening. Sorry, Shimbeni. I asked, I did ask that you identify yourself and uh, uh, there was no response. So there was no, I, I really wanted whoever was on this number and I wanted that clarification. So, Honorable Shembeni, you may speak now. Honorable Siavi, could you turn off your mic, please? Uh, mute your mic. Um, Honorable Siabi, mute your mic. And then, Honorable Shembeni. Thank you very much, uh, uh, and uh, colleagues. Yeah, I had what our colleagues have deliberated on. Uh, I wanted just to mentioned that since we've got the support of the criminal law, uh, the section 36 that states that every arrested person or charged person must be taken uh, the buccal samples. I don't think that we do have to struggle. It's only that as we are talking about the capacity of the SAPS, I remember a chairperson, I did ask a question as to what did the South African police do to improve the so-called now the, the capacity on uh, the laboratories since they took over from the apartheid era because now seemingly uh, there are no changes when you look at the so-called police stations and these other things there is no capacity they don't have any idea as to what is needed uh, in dealing with a crime because now when you look at the apartheid era, they knew exactly what were the laboratories were for. And then now we've got the number of people that it's growing each and every day. If you can refer back the millions that we are into today, it's totally different, meaning the South African police services must be in line 
with what is happening each and every day. Yes, that's why we say now we are talking about the capacity. That's why now the, the laboratories must grow. The laboratories must be in each and every province. That's why now we must get people in the management of the South African police service that will understand what is it about police. Not people that will be thinking of themselves. People that will every day think about the services into the community. That what when we talk about policing, what are we talking about? And then that needs a policeman by himself, by from a constable to the commissioner and to the minister, not political uh, appointees. That's not going to help us. You must know what you are dealing about when you are talking about police. So, at the end, I will request now that uh, the, the chairperson must give me uh, some time. I don't know whether we do have uh, the police management in this meeting. If we do, and even if we don't, I will request from the chair that you give me a slot before you close this meeting, I've got an important question to ask. But now with the issue of the bill, I support the bill because it's very important now because uh, this is going to help us close those cases uh, that are still outstanding. And we've got people that are still sitting out there that are waiting for the results. Now it's some years, some it's five years, some it's more that are still uh, waiting for the results and they see the perpetrators out there. It only needs the results of the DNA that they can solve those cases. I thank you, Chair. Uh, uh, thank you, Honorable Shimbeni. Honorable Shimbeni, you may uh, raise your other points now because I do not have any other hands. <laughs> Chairperson, it's, it's, it's very important that I, I, I asked a question when we were at Node, if you can remember about Operation Dodula. But now I see this thing, it's escalating. And then we've got voice messages that uh, there are other people now that are regrouping against Operation Dodula. And then now we'll see war in South Africa and then we will see what happened in Boimatong, that it was unsolved in South Africa. Now, what I want to know from the SAPS, are they legitimizing this operation to do as an organization? Because they are taking instructions now from Operation to Dula to go with Operation to Dula to do their operations and investigations. Now, what I would like to know, what is the minister doing with those police officers that are following Operation Dodola to do their operations, victimizing people and going, doing stop and searches and all these unlawful things, and then without any action? Let the minister come and give us an explanation of this Operation Dodola as to 
what exactly is happening. We don't even have police officers in this country because now police officers are taking instructions from a certain uh, operation to do. I don't know what organization is that. I, that's why I say I need a, a clarification from the South African police management as to what is happening with this operation to do that. Uh, what uh, instructions are they taking there from? Because remember, as I asked previously, what organization is this one? Now it has been legitimized. It's organized. I mean, it's recognized by the South African police services. It's following them to go and do whatever they want to do. Now there are these foreign nationals. I have sent a voice message in the group of the in our group. They are saying they must regroup. They cannot allow Operation Duduna to take charge in South Africa and throw them out. They will come back with whatever they have. And then now, where do we stand? That's my question, Chairperson. Where do we stand? We've got two uh, voice messages that we've got. The other one is from this Operation Duduna that is coming that they will want to intensify their uh, operation. The other one is from foreign nationals that says they won't allow Operation Tutula uh, uh, to, 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 to throw them out of uh, this country. Now, where do we stand? We are going to die. Our people are going to be killed. So, where do we stand? And thank you very much, Chair. I want an answer from the minister that will say, and he must specify in the national TV or whatever, what is he going to do with this operation to do that? And Chairperson, I'm going to send you a letter. I'm going to send the minister a letter where I want answers so that tomorrow, when anything happens, people of South Africa must know exactly that as the AFF, we did question this thing. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Um, I do not see any other further hands. Honorable Shembeni, thank you very much for your input. And certainly, um, the matter uh, of Operation Dudula is a priority. The WIP and I are having a meeting with the minister later today. Uh, in that meeting, one of the priority areas would be Operation Dudula, and as we had said today, the Forensic Science Laboratories. Um, the meeting with the minister, as soon as we know uh, how far we have come and what information they can make public, uh, we'll be indicating to you if we can have a presentation of Operation Dudula 
before we do our stress plan on Friday. So the last part of what I was going to do today was to give you a briefing of the stress plan and to request that we have a briefing on Operation Dudula before we start the stress plan. It is obvious now, Honorable Shembeni, that we must do that and that it is a matter of urgency. Uh, between today and tomorrow, you'll receive a message, a formal message, and we'll have the, the indication of how far they can brief us, even if it is a high-level report on Friday morning. I suppose you all agree on that. Any objections that I, I do that a briefing to you, that they do that briefing to us, they were not ready for today. Uh, could I get an indication if any member poses the briefing on Friday morning before we start the stress plan? Any inputs on that? Honorable Whip, would you be happy that Agreed. we start? Honorable Whip, do you agree? Uh, the Honorable yes. Whip has indicated that he wanted uh, that briefing. So we'll do that today when we meet with uh, the minister. Um, the then matters around uh, the stress plan. Uh, we will all be gathered as political parties. You will all be given an opportunity to speak and give your input. Uh, we are focusing on the committee and uh, the inputs from uh, representatives of each political party. That is how the agenda has been structured. The agenda has been sent to you uh, this morning. The, uh, the only party that will have, um, we have two members, but will only receive one opportunity to speak would be the DA. And uh, with the DA, I do not want to assume, can we concur with the fact that it is Honorable Whitfield who will do the input on behalf of the DA. Obviously, after all the inputs, we will have extensive discussions. The difference now is that we have not called SAPs. The reason being that I would rather like the new uh, national commissioner to be part of the stress plan. And that whilst we are having this transition from the outgoing commissioner and the newly appointed commissioner, that we wait until the new commissioner has had his stress plan or her stress plan with the committee before we have another strategic planning session. And hopefully by then, parliament will have resources and there will be a budget for us to meet physically. Um, Honorable, um, Honorable Whitfield and Blanche, are you happy that Whitfield does the presentation on behalf of the DA? Honorable Whitfield? Yeah, just, uh, sorry, I broke up there a little bit. The presentation in respect of the strat planning session, is that correct? Yes, Honorable Whitfield. We'll on give front. each political party yes. an opportunity to do their inputs. And, and I just assumed, yes, I assumed, so I have to concur, I didn't call you. So I just have to concur that it is you who will be doing the presentation. That, that's fine, Chair. So are you telling us that there will be a new National Police Commissioner by Friday? 
No, I didn't say that. Sorry, I'm just confused as to the relationship. So are we having a further strategic planning session? Can you just on Honorable Whitfield, on Friday, we'll only have political parties and the portfolio committee. So that is why it is a one-day session. So once the new commissioner is appointed, we'll have a two-day session, which would then include the new commissioner. Are you in agreement with that? Yes, that's fine. Thanks, Chair. I'll I'll speak to Honourable Tablanche and we'll coordinate um, a single presentation. Thank well, in, you. Okay, but that um, during the discussion, on uh, obviously Honourable Tablanche would have ample time to to bring in his point of view. Are you happy with that? Chairperson, it's fine with me. As my colleague said, we will, you know, obviously have our own. Uh, discussion and yes, it's fine. He will, he can do that, Chairperson. Thank you for the opportunity. But you will have an ample time to participate in the discussion. I will certainly do that, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, um, Honorable Shembeni. Are you happy? Are you all happy that um, today we request an emergency presentation on Operation Dudula on Friday? Shembeni? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, Chairperson. Thank you very much. That is, that is very much important. I'll need to get something to report back to my party because, uh, yes, it's a very big concern, that one. And then on the issue of the National Commissioner, uh, I don't know. I wanted to ask from the committee, Chairperson, uh, our involvement, because now we will be given a commissioner. I remember now the critical uh, infrastructure council, we were involved, yes. Now there is the issue of the commission that is going to be appointed. I think we need to change some laws somewhere, somehow, that even if we are not uh, appointing, I think we must be a part and parcel of the enlistment or the appointments where we sit so as to understand who is coming in, why, how, uh, the, 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 the qualifications of that person and so on. Because now we are going to be given a person who have been with somebody who is living. Now we are going to get somebody. Now when our term uh, expires or comes to an end, it will be struggling to give a report as to what we did. I, 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 I've got a big problem. So as to what report are we going to give? Because now, uh, as the committee chair, I want to mention this, that uh, I'm struggling to find out what are we doing? Because if we have got a minister, we have got a, a commissioner that does it, it pleases. And then uh, there are no consequence management from the committee. There is nothing that we are doing. It's as if the, the, the committee does not have teeth. We are not biting. What are we doing? Uh, but anyway, I think we will talk about this thing on Friday. Uh, I'm very much concerned. I want to know exactly what are we doing as the committee, because we are just 
parking not biting so i'm very very much concerned we must know what to do if somebody is not doing his or her work we must know exactly what to do because now we are just taken for a right people are just saying that these these ones ah, they don't know what they are doing they're just there i remember if you can remember chairperson uh 2019 Uh, there was this ip guy who said uh, yeah uh, the committee must look at the people that they appoint to come here and uh, they must know what they are doing i don't know whether you remember that day i did not forget and i know who said what on that day i don't know why he did So I'm just trying to say we must know and we must have a committee that knows what it's doing so that we cannot have people who will come here and say i when they want to come to the meeting they come if they don't want to come they won't come to the meeting and then nothing is going to happen they must know that something is going to happen in this committee it's a different committee chapters and this one the whole of south africa is looking at us each and every department that has got a problem looks at us to solve those problems thank you sir uh thank you thank you honorable members um legally and according to the constitution the process of appointing the national commissioner lies squarely within the legal prerogative and the ambit of the president uh, it is not the prerogative of the minister so the president the president appoints the national commissioner you would have seen that the adverts were uh were uh, um uh, the adverts were actually released on behalf of the presidency so as far as the presidency is concerned they have the complete prerogative to appoint the national commissioner so this has got nothing to do with the minister the minister did not issue the advert the presidency issued the advert the advert was there and the process of appointing the national commissioner lies with the presidency so i have do not have um the uh, uh the exact uh un- undertaking i cannot undertake to the committee that will be involved in the process of appointing but certainly i'll speak to the dg that we i, I really cannot commit myself on um how we will be involved but for now uh, please accept that it is the prerogative of the president um the afternoon will also ask the minister about that process but certainly the minister is not the person who appoints the national commissioner honorable moss honorable moss Yes, Chairperson. Can I speak? Yes. 
Chairperson, I want to just to say on the issue of the commissioner. I think that, as you explained, you're quite right. This is the constitutional, the constitution guide, the committee, the constitution guide, the president, on the issue of the commissioner is the prerogative of the president. I will agree on the issue, we must monitor the process. We can monitor the process as MPs of this committee, but we cannot be the referee and player. We must do our oversight over that commissioner, whoever he or she will be. Otherwise, it's a conflict of interest. That's my view. Honorable members, I'm not the matter of the national commissioner is not on the agenda. Uh, if you want to discuss it, please include it in your comments on Friday. You all have an opportunity to speak on Friday. Um, I'll give you ample time. I am not going to restrict you. The program does give you a guideline on how much time will be allocated to you. It will also then depend on you on how long the meeting will be. Um, honorable members, I am only requesting that uh, I allow be allowed to um, on Friday that I'll be allowed to take the only last flight to Kimberley. Uh, we are having the funeral of a very close uh, colleague, Honorable Sokacha, and I'd like to attend that funeral. So if we, the strath plan continues, I'm asking that I be excused. Um, I really am going to attend that funeral uh, and that if we do not complete the session with the chair, that Honorable Whoop, be allowed to complete the session. We also do not want the session to fizzle out and we would like all the members to be there. We are three members from the Northern Cape and I can almost assure you that Honorable Peacock would also want to attend the funeral and that so would uh, uh, Honorable Morekwa. I'm not going to speak on their behalf, but since we are three members from the Northern Cape, um, I am just trying to um, assist you uh, to say that we may leave early. So, honorable members, we'll start promptly. Um, if we need to start at eight, I'll also inform you because we have now included the briefing on the Operation Dudula. This would mean that we may have to start slightly earlier. You'll be informed um, today or tomorrow. Uh, do I have an uh, approval that I may start the meeting earlier? Do you agree? On Friday, could you start earlier if needs be? Agreed, Chair. Thank you. Honorable WIP, honorable members, um, you'll uh, be informed if we have to start earlier, I'm always certain that I would have to start the meeting earlier on Friday, and that would then be at um, at at 8 a.m. I, of course, have to get the um, the input from the minister to uh, ensure that there is a presentation by 8 a.m. on Friday. I will communicate the sense of urgency to the minister and you'll be informed. 
Do I I would like to find out at what time are we going to finish because I've got limited flights also to Bomalago. That is, um, could we then say that the admin would arrange and the admin would then uh, uh, call each member individually so that we know what our time frames would be and what the time limit would be? So from Mr. Lobby, could you ensure that we know by what time we need to adjourn? Colleagues, if we do not finish the stress plan, I would certainly arrange another opportunity for us to speak. The members have been asking me that we do meet as politicians, and I know that Friday would be very important, but we do not want to reach a a time frame where people have to leave. I am informing you that certainly I would also need to take a flight and I'm not going to change that. I've been working with Honorable Sokacha for a very long time. This is like from the uh, probably before 1990 when we were in uh, in Satu. Uh, Honorable members, Majosi, do you have your hand up or do you agree? We'll also find out from you, Honorable Majosi, your hand is up. Honorable Majosi, you may speak now. Thank you, Chairperson. No, I just wanted to know, because I saw um, the memo of the strategic planning that we are attending physically. So I just want to find out if we are attending, is there is a physical attendance or what? Because if it is a physical attendance, then I won't be able to make it. I would like them to forward my apology. Um, Honorable Majosi, uh, my apologies. Um, I sent. I, I asked that it be sent to you um, because it was early this morning. I should have made the corrections, but I was in a rush to send it to you. We'll correct that on the agenda and on the program. As I've indicated, there's no funding for us to meet physically. So this meeting will be online. Uh, and then when we, we do have the... Um, the stress plan with the new national incoming national commissioner that will be physically so or in person um, on my honorable members my apology that I did not correct the fact that this is an online meeting on Friday are we all on the same page my apologies if I didn't correct that I should have corrected it Professor, can I ask a question what do we be having a, a national commissioner by Friday? If yes, uh, I was thinking that uh, it would be better for us that we we do our st- uh, strategic planning with the national commissioner because remember I said we cannot finish the term without visiting each and every police station. And once we have the new police uh, uh, national commissioner, we would like to go around with that new national commissioner so that he or she familiarize himself or herself with the police stations. Because that is very crucial. We must know the police stations. We must know under which conditions are our members working, Chairperson. Uh, it's very, very much important. I'm worried. 
uh, we've got police officers that does not have toilets are going to the bush to relieve themselves. It's very, very much uh, important that we know each and every police station in South Africa as to what is happening. Thank you, Chair. Honorable members, Honorable Shimbeni, unfortunately, that is a request which I'm not going to agree to. If the National Commissioner is appointed on Friday, surely the National Commissioner should be given an opportunity to first meet with senior management, to meet with the minister, to meet with the team before the new National Commissioner comes to the Portfolio Committee. We said that we wanted a staff plan where we speak as politicians and where we speak as a committee. That's exactly what I'm giving you on Friday. Once the new commissioner has familiarized him or herself, we do not know who the president is going to appoint. We do not know if the president is going to appoint someone from within the ranks or someone from outside. I do not have control over the president. So please let us give allow the national commissioner to be appointed if he or she is appointed on Friday, there's no way that person is going to appear or be part of the stress plan. The person certainly will be introduced to the nation. If the person is appointed on Friday, I do not know who was shortlisted. I do not know who will be appointed. And um, uh, as soon as we know, we'll call the ministers. You know, I call you. I have a personal hotline to all of you. Thank you for that. I'll call you, uh, you all on speed dial, and uh, I'll inform you as soon as I know. If I do not know and the president just announces, please, honorable members, I have con no control over that. The president announces ministers without us knowing. The president could announce the national commissioner without informing me. So please, honorable members, we'll call you. Uh, Mr. Lobby, uh, Nicolette and Babawa, could you inform Mr. Lobby, if he's not here, that you should call all the members so that we know what time we have to adjourn? Are you all uh, in agreement with that? Honorable members, are you in agreement with that? Yes, Chair. Agreed, Chair. Agreed, Majosi. Agreed. Agreed. Agreed, Moss. Whoop, are you in agreement? Honorable Whoop? Uh, Honorable Whoop? Is he still here? Thank you, Honorable Whoop. You agree? Yes. Thank you, Honorable Siabe. Any other business that you would like to bring to my attention? If not, Honorable Members, the meeting is now adjourned. You will be called... Uh, as soon as I have any further information, I'll keep you updated. So in between today and on Friday, if there are any new developments, the chair will call you and the officials will certainly call you. Please watch the WhatsApp group for members. I'll also uh, post information on the WhatsApp group if needs be. Uh, good luck for the parliamentary session today. Uh, some of us will be meeting each other physically in Parliament. The rest of you will speak to each other on Friday. Thank you very much, Honourable Members. The meeting is now adjourned. Thank you, Chair.
Thank you very much. Thank you, Chianya. Thank you, Honorable Tablon. Thank you, members. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Honorable members. Bye.